0: What's going on everybody? You've got the card board coaches here with your boy
1: coach go. Your friendly neighborhood cartel is here.
0: What's going on, man? I am uh I'm bringing the energy today, let me tell you. And I don't know if it's because I'm just super happy with the I mean, you know I love I love soccer. I love football. I love and this is like my Christmas right now, like a the major tournament, time. a major tournament. I'm like, and I'm watching a lot of the stuff that I bought specifically to like to move right now, stuff that I bought really low, uh, like raw things, um, that I'm just like, just dropping every day. And it, it just, it, it, it is invigorating me, especially with the what's happening in the hobby right now. We'll touch upon what that means in like two seconds, but, I mean, there's a lot of talk about the drop in prices and the market dip. And I feel like there's a lot of negativity towards the hobby. And I'm sure there's a lot of people questioning their investments and questioning if these are invest, like if you can classify them as investments anymore, you know, there's a, there's doubt. And Ironically enough, there's also the same thing happening in cryptocurrency right now. So, like, I'm getting hit by, like, both sides. I'm like, there's, there's like, lots of doubt. Um, not necessarily, like, from me, but, like, every day you hear a lot of people spreading fear. And, uh, like, like I, I tying it back, watching, you know, a major tournament and watching a, a few guys go up and, you know, being able to move things. I mean, it definitely brings me like a little bit of peace knowing that under the right circumstances, things still can get moved from, for, you know, much more than we paid for them. Um, you know, if you've trusted your instincts up until this point, then like keep trust in them. Um, and yeah, I mean like you had a Wander Franco absolutely pop, you know, like,
1: so you're, you're describing the dissonance that a lot of us are gonna be feeling right now because you're reading one thing, seeing another. And it's the same thing, by the way, when times are good and, and times are bad, it, you're, you're gonna see that. You know, I, I open up my IG to all the negativity and everything's going all right. I'm seeing brisk eBay sales. I'm seeing people interested in things. I'm talking to collectors. We're talking about trades. You know, the, 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 there may be a uh, small fire over in a corner, but the house is not burning down. Um, you know, the way that I see it is it's, it's all going to be personal experience at this point in terms of what you want to achieve and what you've been doing, right? Um, you and I are still excited about our PSA subs coming back. You just talked about soccer. My goodness. I hope you su- I hope the subs get back as soon as possible so you can take advantage. Yeah. Cause you've got a lot, you, you built up a lot of soccer there. Um, Wander Franco showed us that prospecting is still a thing. It's still uh, a very consistent thing, right? It doesn't really seem to be too affected by everything else. And it's funny. People are bringing up pop reports and things like that, but it doesn't really seem to apply when a prospect is called up. There was a lot of time for people to be grading Franco stuff. I, don't I agree. Know, I don't know what the specific pops are, but that's not what was on people's mind. What was on people's mind was acquisition and investment. A lot of these Franco cards I've been sitting on that I acquired either through, you know, sealed product or getting them cheaply. You see a kind of similar pattern in prospecting. You know, the the Franco was peaking out at 2 250 US. It came back down during this period of time where there was uncertainty about when he'd be called up. I think a lot of people slept on it too. Either they slept on it or there was just less people in the market at that point. But they certainly showed up to buy. Um, we're seeing, you know, the the highest par- prices in the chart for the Chrome, for the paper. I was happy to move my paper at the prices I did. Um, it doesn't mean I don't believe in Franco. I, I do, and everybody knows I'm a huge Tampa Rays fan as well. But, you know, we got a tale of caution earlier this year through Jared Kelenic. Kelenic call we, still up we still don't know how to say it. Jared Kelly. <laughs> brought up the fact that it may be colonic, right? I mean, it, which is, uh, and then related to the health portion of cardboard coaches. But yep. um, Kelenic, um faded out pretty quick, which is not to say his career is over by any means. Might have to work on uh, some mechanics uh, and the transition to the big leagues. But uh, I think Franco is going to do quite well. But a wise man or two, or wise woman or two, have made it very clear that the money to be made in prospecting happens when the player is called up or a little further down the line, which requires some patience. Generally speaking, what the cartel does in those situations is that I divide and conquer, move some things when the when the prospect is called up, and then hold tight. If I believe in that prospect, and I don't know who doesn't believe in Vonder, you got to believe in that guy. You've you got a beautiful Franco card coming to you from PSA, that Upper Deck Employee exclusive. That's so going to be that's, that's a pretty cool card. very very unique. Um, just touching on some of the other stuff that you mentioned, um, we are in a dip. All markets have dips. All have peaks and valleys. I don't know why we suddenly thought sports cards was impervious to that concept. What do you do in a dip, Brendan? You,
0: you, you buy, buy the dip. You buy. You, uh, do dollar cost average in to things that you believe in. I'm going in
1: and picking up some cards that I maybe accumulated at a higher price, bringing my, my average price down. I'm taking a peek at cards that uh, were too high and have come down. See the score Martin Brodeurs yesterday. No, they finished around 150, 160 score Canadian PSA 10. 10? By the way, that may be a function of the fact that a lot are starting to come back. But listen, that's like half of what we were seeing when we saw that initial 90s jump for hockey. So look, that doesn't mean it's a bad card. It's an awesome card. Martin Brudeau is one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. Bye. What do you want me to tell you? Bye. And as far as people that run businesses and are in this to make money on a level where they're supporting themselves and not just kind of doing it for fun or as a side gig, Um, you just continue confidently knowing that there are people buying right now. Prices may be down, but something I've been mentioning to people is it's very consistent. People are buying, uh, you know, cards are getting views, uh, watch count cards are starting to disappear. People are scooping them up as prices come down a little bit. So once again, just as when the market is peaking, there's certain strategies that are involved. It is certainly not the end of the world. I think it's great for, for collectors and, uh, and business people right now, you uh, you can take advantage of the fact that people are still in the market and you can also buy low.
0: Honestly, uh, firstly, Kalenic is absolutely raking in the miners right now. There you like, go. It'll be fun. Mashing balls. Uh, secondly, I honestly wish I had more like, and again, this comes back down to, and I'm sure other people are in this situation too, where They have a lot invested in a PSA sub that's still sitting. Like, I feel like if I had that sub back and I could make plays with that sub, I would be, I would have so much more expendable income. Even if it's down, like based on what I paid for a lot of those things and what they're at now and what I'm comfortable moving them at, that money would be put towards a lot of cheap quality slabs that are undervalued right now. Like there are so many options right now it is crazy it's i I almost get paralyzed like looking my watch list is so diverse it's like raw cards that just came out that people aren't really giving a shit about like numbered raw cards that like people aren't really giving a shit about so i know those pop counts won't ever matter um it's like things that are like high pop count but it's like 1200 and i'm Uh, Even things that are significantly less pop counts, like refractors and, um, you know, of players who are injured or perhaps just underperforming. And I'm like, do you understand how quickly things can change? I find you were talking about prospecting. It's We're starting to see a lot of the same things we saw in basketball where people want the next GOAT and they... I feel like even once they start, f- like, cementing their legacy, somehow their prices go down until, like, they win a championship, if that makes any sense. Because, yeah, like, absolutely. Tatis has gone up, but he hasn't gone up exponentially by any means. Do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely not, yeah. Based no, on this- what he's doing, same thing with Vlad. Like, Vlad has gone up because he was a, an, a, a, an extreme disappointment based on what his, his projection was to be. But, like, for a guy who is... Still, what, 22 years old, playing in Toronto, the only Canadian team out there. Like, I think, I mean, he's borderline, I mean, he is probably the favorite if it wasn't for Shohei Ohtani to be MVP this year. Um, I, I, again, I don't even know how those cards aren't like higher. I've seen like his Bowman first, not really be that expensive to be completely honest. The, the reason why
1: they're, they're not higher is potentially because they went down so low. There was a huge opportunity to buy those guys uh, in the offseason, in the early season, even in the early season with Vlad. Um, and by the way, if someone's sitting there saying, I want to get in on Vondra Franco, you might want to think twice about his first week in the league, give it a few weeks, um, you know, and, and, and find an opportunity there. Like you said, with look, if, if you're being smart about this, if you truly believe in Kalinik, um keep buying them right now there's not there's never going to be a better opportunity or, Generally speaking, a product gets released like austin martin you people are buying him couldn't agree there's more. there's going to be a period of time where people forget a bit then he's going to be called up it's going to be ridiculous you know and then he's going to play and he's going to play for a while so and he's got to
0: probably not going to play to his potential right away right? right like i mean like baseball players very seldom just come in and start That's dominating right. like it's right. a it's a, a sport where you need to be, everything is fine tuned, and every year you grow exponentially. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not, you, not you, so, these are kids,
1: yeah, you know? Not, like, so are- this, not to mention the crazy specifics of every year. One year you got a juiced ball, the next year you got pitchers dominating because they got sticky stuff everywhere, right? Pr- pr- presumably, allegedly. And uh, that's very smart, what you just said there. There's so many dynamics happening there, swirling around at the same time, especially with baseball. Same deal, I mean, like for a lot of sports, right? Um, Yeah. In hockey, we, we've got a sensation in hockey who, right off the bat, has made some waves for the Montreal Canadiens, which is great for the market, by the way, because
0: I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. People
1: will be ready for Series One next year. I, Upper Deck uh, maybe disappointed some people with, uh, I, I don't know if they disappointed or if they just simply were playing by a certain set of rules that they had to play by in terms of rookie cards, but he's going to be in Series One next year and people are going to be buying those up, you know?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, and I wouldn't be surprised if there were three hundred bucks a box. To be honest, like um,
1: I mean, with if, if the Canadians win, it's going to be absolutely, absolutely like
0: like seriously. Because I mean, who's not going to want a Cole Caulfield card? Like, even right no. now, like the guys, uh, he is the most hype prospect on planet Earth right now. Like, right. he is b- bigger than a laugh. You know, like it's. Crazy, actually. It's I mean, the, the next draft class doesn't even matter because of Cole Caulfield. Like it does, but like, do you know what I mean? Like it's absolutely anyone who was drafted top five last year, Quinton Byfield, like Zegras, none of those guys are are on the level of Cole Caulfield right now. Like this guy is doing it, and he's in the Stanley Cup final.
1: Yeah, and and speaking of the finals, you know, and and our beloved hockey hobby, uh which I have a feeling most of our our followers are generally uh, hockey fans. So we obviously have to take the time to talk a little bit about hockey. The Tampa Bay Lightning are on the verge of something pretty big here. Um, I would imagine they are the likely favorites. And uh, another Stanley Cup means we have a bunch of players that are, that like you mentioned, are baby goats, uh, Kucherov, Stamkos. uh, Vassi. Braden Point and Vassi, who's kind of breaking barriers for goaltenders. Although there's always kind of goaltender barriers. Yeah. There's there's always that step up if you want to get to the price flurry level. Um, and my goodness, a, a cup for price would just be monstrous at this point. But again, let's focus on the Lightning real quick. You know, there was a lot of buying opportunities for the Lightning and people are still buying right now because um, I think there's so much excitement about the Canadians who are sleeping on this concept of what it means if the Lightning carry on what they've been doing.
0: Brain um, Point was like a $55 card raw. Brain
1: Point was far too affordable for far too long. Stamco's kind of came, came up with everything during the market Um Explosion because he's Steven goes Yeah. But you know, had you been buying Stamp Ghost in 2018, 20 early 2019, you you've done really well for yourself because people were were forgetting about him.
0: But again, so, it's kind of the same thing we're like if the prospect first comes in, you kind of want to stay away right away. Like, because a majority of the time the guy's not going to dominate in any sport, like straight up in any sport, the prospect is probably not going to come in and dominate right away. Or make, like, the waves that they're supposed to. But, like, if you buy on, set, like, second year, like, in the second year after he's right. disappointed, like, yeah. the trajectory, like, could <laughs> theoretically be just straight up, man.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I would say the, the, the one exception would be those that, that if they really believe in the prospect, you're going to want to go hard early for any of the low-numbered stuff that starts to surface. Yeah, for sure. Um, that I, know, I would agree with I know, that, yeah. I know one individual, I'm going to give a wink-wink here. I'm sure he doesn't want me to name him specifically, but he went pretty hard for, for a low-numbered Kirill Kaprazov because he believes in the guy, obviously. And there's not going to be plenty of times that, you know, a, a low-numbered card is going to pop up there. Yeah. Yeah. so you might you know you might want to go hard for that and and it, it it's it's not necessarily gambling but it's uh it's probably more a higher-end collectors type of play yeah. but it's a play it's a play that can really pay off really nicely i mean think about those, those people that, that have like out of
0: five player. autos of wander franco you know what i mean like Oh well, now i'm hearing that kaprazov might be
1: considering playing in the khl what a disaster that would be wouldn't it fuck but uh, especially at
0: 26 years old or 25 years old or whatever it is, man, that uh, that'd be a dagger.
1: But uh, we're also seeing in hockey, look, performance is performance, right? So those people that were, I don't know who was buying Nick Suzuki at the beginning of this year for 700 bucks for, for, for what was it was 500 us for his PSA 10 um, and more possibly. And I even predicted it for no reason other than the fact that everything was absolutely nuts at that point. But you know, that, that, those are people that I was planning on saying, you know, you, you, you made the wrong move better luck next time, but God knows where that's, that card is going currently
0: Good question. Uh, with,
1: with the, with the Canadians playing the way that they are. So there are little exceptions to the rule, but more importantly, it just shows that in this current market, which people are just speaking so negatively of, and, and speaking of dips, the reality is performance is still performance. Carry price, PSA 10. If you were sitting on that for a little while, the young guns, you're doing very well right now. Um, this will be an interesting series. I think we're going to see prices fluctuate from from game to game with some of these players. And Nick uh, baseball is
0: Nick Suzuki's five hundred dollars Canadian. So, so he's
1: even still down from that explosion. But listen, you know, when you start to talk about some of these other cards that have come down since then, that that's a card that's done well for itself based on performance. The
0: fact, I Welcome. We can talk about the Acuna like the the, the US 250. The, the, Acuna.
1: US 250 Acuna for all of its cultural relevance and its its uh visibility, uh the fact that it was pumped heavily by Gary Lee. Um, it's a dead-in-the-water cart at this point. It's 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 uh, it's out there at probably less than 50 percent of its peak. And this is a guy that's been playing well. Now I'm going to let you speak on Acuna in a second. I almost took the words out of your mouth. I don't want to do that because you 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 made a very salient point, a very good point about Acuna in general and that card. But uh, we've seen all those base cards come down significantly. Performance doesn't matter. Tatis is killing it. That you see his tops paper just clinging on to. I dear agree. Like, yeah, yeah. Clinging
0: on to two hundred US. Yeah. When yeah. I remember selling those at three to four hundred US. Yeah, um, they were but- they were they were on par slash like the the paper was higher for a little bit, right? And then the the tops Chrome just took off. However, the Tatis
1: higher end stuff that I have, which I do track, some of it has tripled. Some of those autographs have tripled. Anything that has serial numbering, it's by the way, the people that are posting on IG and they're just like, look for low population and low serial numbering. I mean, yeah, man, it's oh. obvious. So obvious. I'm, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, downgrade anyone's opinion. I'm just saying, obviously, right? And, yeah. uh, and I mean, especially in the hockey hobby, that's why people like SP. That's why people like the cup. Some stuff that's numbered they don't like as much
0: for whatever reason. People don't said, like. I, it. We talked about this. It's like exquisite, just doesn't get love. You know, like could just... could be an opportunity down the line. We're learning that things can change, right?
1: Paper was so big in baseball. Now people are preferring the chrome versions. There are exceptions. Um, I didn't want to shout out about it too much because I was buying up. But at this point, the secret's out there. But the the update Vladi, which is incredibly condition sensitive, is a paper card you want to pick up, far superior than the Chrome card because of its condition sensitivity. Um, that is a card you want to pick up. And when it was running around at $40, $50, that was one of the best pickups, in my opinion. And that card has bumped up a little bit from there. Yeah. Um,
0: isn't like one twenty?
1: I, I think. I love, I love rainbow parallels too. They get chippy. They're Me not too. easy to get in, uh, in in good grades. So, um, yeah. Um, well, in I terms talk of to, Acuna, talk, 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 talk to us about the Acuna and the fact yeah, that yeah. there so are deeper I, things than just how much a card is worth right now and yes. what the population is. Right.
0: Yeah. So, okay. I, I So, talk, speak on that. So I've been talking to a lot of people who obviously are worried about the dips. As we mentioned previously, I mean, I, if you don't follow me on TikTok, I'm talking constantly, I'm responding to things. Um, and much like Aton does on, on uh, Instagram, you know, he's readily available. He's always responding to things. Um, I honestly think that to a certain extent, I feel like people are almost too worried about pop reports. I feel like, because it's it's so mainstream media everyone and their brother knows what a pop report is now you know so like everyone's saying pop report pop report pop report pop report pop report same thing with like dip 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 if people stop saying these words i promise you that they that that it wouldn't be as bad as it is like for both cases to be honest so i think a lot of this has to do with everybody using certain verbiage now I'm not saying that pop reports aren't relevant. What I'm saying is that imagine, so the, the Akuna you know, US 250. Uh, let's say you're in this card for the long haul. And obviously I'm not saying to just hold this card for dear life forever. But I mean, like if you believe in the guy, you like his style of play, why wouldn't you? You know, why wouldn't you hold this guy's card forever? There are approximately, what, 8,000, maybe 10,000. I, I think it's less than 10. It's probably close to eight. 000. Are we talking about the, the Acuna?
1: Yeah, 250. No, you're, you're far off. You don't even want to know, man. It's yeah, how much? Than, oh, it's, it's a lot.
0: How many? Uh, keep speaking, and I'll
1: give you an exact number, but I'll cool. tell you this. It's, okay. It's more, it's more than what you just feared. Let's put cool. it that way.
0: That's fine. I mean, regardless, <laughs> though, right? So this is like, if we're talking, this is the iconic card of this player. We have no idea what this guy is capable of. We've seen it, but imagine somewhere down the road, this guy has a few 30-30 seasons under his belt, maybe a 40-40 season under his belt, which, you know, God knows the last time we saw one of those. Uh, maybe he's got an MVP. He's definitely played like it over the course of the last few years that he's capable of an MVP, MVP maybe two if he stays healthy. Perhaps wins a championship in Atlanta for the first time since what? Chipper Jones that's going to be notable. You know, that, that's, these are all things that are going to add to this man's legacy. And if we look at all the notable baseball cards from the last 50, 60, 100 years, guess what? They're all paper cards, right? So as much as right now, the market is throwing paper out the window and saying, you know, like, Oh, Todd, Chrome and shiny and all this stuff. It's everything in life and specifically markets are very cyclical. Right, so if you try to follow the cycle today, you'll get burnt tomorrow. Ultimately, that's how I feel. That's how you know I've been in in a few markets, not just this one at this time. Um, I'd like to think that I've been through several different stages of this market, and I I've, I've, I think I'm doing all right so far. So, my general consensus with the, the high pop cards is that if it is a guy who will leave a lasting legacy. I think that the, the card will be safe, but we're talking, I don't know when it's going to be safe, right? So like, if this is something that you want to invest in and flip because you need money to buy a house or support your kids, or you want more, more, more money to make more moves, this is not the, the investment piece for you. If it's something that like, if you like the player, and you like the, this is his, like, this is the pinnacle card of this player, then, I mean, it's a win-win right now. The card is cheaper than it's ever been. Um, uh, you know, like, why not? Not?
1: Not, not, even, not even necessarily. I believe it was cheaper. But so okay, by well, the way, there you go. Uh, just to, just to uh, uh, if I had a, if we were in a Seattle fish market and I'd smack you in the face with a fish, are you ready to get smacked? Yeah, let's do it. Over 18,000. So that being said, okay, listen, we, we, by the way, it's not a secret. The tops let the printing press run in 2018, 2019, and 2020. Uh, I I would imagine that it might be the same for 2021, but man, for the prices they're charging, I would hope that they've come down a bit, but um, 2018, they really let the, the, the printing press run across all of their products. Series one, series two update 2019 series one, it probably takes the cake. That may have have had the the highest print run out of all of those products. I know that update that year as well was big because of the success of 2018 update. Um, But like you said, like late 2019, that chase for 40-40 had everyone hypnotized, man, and the card was flying. Acuna is that type of player. Tatis is the type of player who might hit four home runs in a game. Otani is the type. We are still in a talent golden age. This is what people keep reminding people of. This is what Rocky Mountain keeps talking about over on IG. We are still in a golden era of players. Um, These guys are capable of gigantic things, which means pay attention if you are a flipper. If you're a fly-by-night flipper, I don't judge anyone. Do your thing. Yeah. Pay attention if you are a, 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 a PC collector in terms of when to buy that card you want. A lot of people still want a US 250 on their desk in a PSA 10 slab, the same way people want a Connor McDavid Young gun in a PSA 10 slab on their desk. That's still a thing too. That's still a market. Yeah. Um, not everyone is out there buying four, five, six digit cards. And we have to respect that. that. And that market is the one I'm talking about when I talk about brisk sales on eBay and consistent sales, right? So yes, the Acuna has come down quite a bit, but it's consistent where it's at and people are buying. They're not running away from it. It's not a card that you can't sell. It's just a card that unfortunately you're selling for a lot less than you might have this time last year. But generally speaking, those paper rookie cards back before the boom, back in 2018, they'd be peaking out at 60 to $80 US. Um, Everything is still generally up from that point, everything. In the hobby. It's away from the peaks that, that, that we've seen, but it's it's still much healthier because there's more collectors, because there's been more exposure, because there's more news, because there's more events. And while we're not going to be in a situation where we're locked down and that's all we can do, um, we are going to be meeting one another at shows. We are going to be um, seeing the, sh- the, the, the shows are going to Explode in a way. The only thing I can compare it to, by the way, Brendan, is around the, in the late '90s, comic book conventions. Yeah, went from this small, you know, <clears throat> generally, uh, you know, something that people made fun of to these huge events with celebrities and signers yeah. and and companies. And that's what we're going to see. I think with the, the, the card show is just going to evolve into something even bigger and better than we've ever seen before.
0: I also think that as, as events open up for like these different sporting events, and I honestly think that that's going to have a big impact too, because there's an, I, I, there are so many distinct memories I have of like going to leaf games and watching you know someone score a game winning goal like a watching Matt Sandine score a game winning goal in overtime and then wanting to buy own his jersey. Yeah I you're hyped. Like, you want to yeah absolutely I feel like it's this it, it will have a very similar impact, especially what we've just gone through in terms of the pandemic and, and being away from each other for so long. That kind of energy is hard to replicate. So imagine being able to associate that energy with like a card of that player. Like yeah. that's I mean, that's why we collect, we collect an because autog- of memories, right? Yeah.
1: An autograph card of that player, a rookie card. Absolutely. Right.
0: So I do think that like once things slowly start to like actually open up fully, um, I mean, yes, again, I think there's going to be an initial dip now that like everything is opened up and people are going on vacations and they're spending money on other things and stuff. Right. But like eventually, the cycle will come back. I do honestly believe and it'll probably come back harder than ever. And it'll probably come back sooner than it has like, you know, before last time massive boom was like the nineties, right? Like it's not going to take that. It's not going to take 30 years to get back here anymore. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, um, by the way, I was going to make the joke that there's already quite an impact in the cycling world and the tour de France with the fans. Cause a fan literally caused, a 40-bike pileup today, I believe, or yesterday or today. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a good point that you make. A lot of hockey fans are going to see some of the young players that that uh, started playing in the past couple of years for the first time get excited about them, want to pick their stuff up. Absolutely. Um, and An element, sorry, you, say, you seem like you want no, to no, add. No,
0: no, 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 I'm good. Go for Another it.
1: Another element of the, of the market I did want to mention as well in terms of the dip and where money is going has been brought up a couple times as well on some, uh, on some accounts on IG, is the fact that, you know, one of the big beneficiaries of the whole thing that happened in 2020 with the, with the card market boom has nothing to do with cards at all. It's actually a lot of other collectible sectors benefited greatly from the speculation and the results, right? Like the fact that the money was there. So I'm talking about comic books, autographs, um, that, that you've seen tickets now, yes, yeah. tickets. Uh, again, not for me, but for someone. Um, a lot of other sectors are benefiting. Uh, uh, you know, comic books and comic cards. I mean, the people that were sitting on those comic cards, which were essentially worthless a couple of years back uh, are benefiting greatly. and there and there is money going into the comic book sector right now. there's money going, uh, into Pokemon. There's money going into all these other collectibles. Digimon
0: Video- just came back, bro.
1: Uh-oh. I don't even know what that is, but my there goodness. You, there so you it sounds go.
0: Awesome. There you go.
1: And uh, I don't know, are NFTs still a thing? There are still people dabbling with that. So it's getting spread around. Um, we like cards because they are kind of, they're the old school classic. They've been around for so long. They're trusted and they're tried and true, right? They have a track record. Uh, and There's something about it, right? There's something about it. I got that care package from our buddy electric cards the other day. Uh, I laid my eyes on that Vladislav Tretchak card. I'm a big Treczak collector. Unbelievable. I mean, like, I can't, I can't replicate that. It can't really be replicated by a comic book or, or a jersey or anything yeah. like that. So that's still, that's still, mm. still, that's still something that, uh, that drives all of this, right?
0: But uh, I managed to pick up a pretty big PC card myself, but it's soccer related. But uh, it's a guy that I watched, you know, as a kid growing up, I mean, it's a card from 2002. I distinctly remember the tournament. Like it was, uh, it's probably the first tournament I actually remember to be completely honest. There you go. And, uh, yeah. And it's just, there's nothing like it, man. It's nothing like it.
1: Absolutely. That's that, that, that sense of uh, nostalgia and connection is a big reason why this market even exists and, you know when we're at shows and we're talking with one another and we've got cards in front of us, uh, that that drives the market too. You know the fact that you can get something right away that you can see something that you haven't seen in person. I'm really looking forward to that. Fingers crossed. It's very it's so unpredictable with our country here, but fingers crossed. You know, come November, uh, the, the, the the card expo is a go, and um, that would be fantastic. That would be that would be my
0: first official show. Thing. That would so, be taking my show virginity
1: well there you go man and you will be pumped running around with a like a chicken with its head cut off so far i've referenced a a, a fire in a building uh decapitated chickens where am i gonna go next you got the old man
0: references like on point today
1: well let's let's also take this opportunity then to because we've been fairly positive and we're trying to keep perspective on this and I think enough people are getting content out there that's talking about, uh, dips and like, like you mentioned, there's yeah. just it's out there in your face. Um, let's just touch on again, protecting the hobby, let's do it. making the hobby, um, pleasant, right? Because man, it inspires so many good feelings. Like you generally want it to be a safe space for everyone. You want it to be inclusive. Um, and Whenever I'm in these situations where we're discussing bad actors, remember last episode, I I said, I like that term bad actors. It's because of empathy in terms of hearing people's stories about the way that they got burned and the way that people took advantage of them. People are going to take advantage of people in every facet. There's going to be hateful, horrible people in every element of society in any pursuit. So cards are not impervious from that. Yeah. Um, I've even gone out there at the risk of, you know, being too negative and said, you know,
0: there's a lot of,
1: there's a lot of negative stuff that goes on in the hobby. The, the things that I've had happen to me, you know, behind a table when dealing with people have not happened to me elsewhere. I've not had people try to deceive me in such ways as I've experienced at card shows. I've had the best experiences. I've had wonderful experiences. I've met great people. I've made great deals but nowhere else in in, in my life have I had someone try to shortchange me or or try to literally steal something. I mean, I just haven't had that happen. So unfortunately, it does exist. It is a reality. We have to be on guard. And online, the opportunities just just quadratically increase for, for these bad actors to take advantage of people
0: well, because they can just hide behind a profile absolutely. or absolutely like, you know, they can yeah. have several burner accounts
1: and a company that's playing games can have a bunch of burner accounts show up and try to defend them you know and by the way like i said the proof is always in the pudding if something has happened if there's a there's all these events that have happened this past year uh, on 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 instagram and all these other uh all these other platforms and you hear about them and they get discussed briefly on, on message boards. If you want to sit here and tell me that it was resolved or that it was all, you know, a misunderstanding, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Show us. Because that, that's the problem. That there there, there there isn't follow-up. And a lot of companies just feel that they could just carry on because there's going to be a bunch of new collectors anyway. They're not going to have heard about it. No one has the time. I'm not going to, I'm not going to invest too much time into dealing with, Unless it's my unless it happened to me, then I'm gonna
0: invest the time. One thing that eBay definitely needs to fix is that bullshit where you can't leave negative feedback. I love how you brought up eBay out of all of, out of all the. Out of no, all the only the, reason why I'm bringing it up is because I actually yeah. saw a post this morning or yesterday oh, about yeah. well, someone, listen, po- I- someone posted that like some sellers have a bunch of negative feedback, but it unfortunately shows up yeah. as positive. But like it, the comment was like never use this person again, Right. which or- which, by the way, the
1: funny thing about the, the funny thing about the false positive, as it is called, is that the funny thing is, if if those people had more experience with eBay, uh, they'd find out they could actually have those removed, because that's against eBay policy. So not only are these people doing terrible things, but they can actually call up eBay, have that removed, and you wouldn't know at all. So yeah, that's a thing. And again, look, I've got perspective on this after all these years. Um, yeah. it, was, it was a few years back. I don't know it was five or six years back where eBay decided that they didn't want to put buyers in a situation where sellers can, can, can put off negativity. It's just this focus on the fact that it's a seller platform and, and what is the seller's reputation? And then the buyers can go off and do, do whatever they want. Um, yeah, it really sucks. It, it, it does. But at the end of the day, Um, you just got to protect yourself as a seller, just do the right thing. So I tell people first, first and foremost, be a good seller, uh, be very upfront, honest in your description. So there's less of a chance someone's going to seize upon something. Um, make sure that you use the eBay tools, right? You can actually, you can make it so that anyone with less than a certain amount of feedback or anyone that's gotten a non-paying bidder strike against them can't bid on your auctions. You can do that. Really? Yeah. You can go into the tools and do that in the settings. Wow. It's, it's not a perfect system because a lot of sellers aren't proactive. So if someone doesn't pay, they don't take the necessary steps to file yeah. the not bidder and make yeah. sure that it affects the account. Now I know for a fact that there are people out there who've been nicked multiple times, 10 times for not paying. And for some reason, eBay's not gotten rid of them. That's the, that's the part I have a problem with. Yeah. It's not about the not being able to leave them a negative feedback. It's about why are they still there if they repeatedly are not paying someone? Yeah. That's the part I don't get. That's the part I'd love to. If I sat down with an eBay representative, I'd be like, where is this concept of like three strikes are out? Shouldn't How me... you
0: accidentally press buy now? Like three times. Right. And 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 I'm not even,
1: by the way, it's not even about that. It's not even about the funny stories about my dog or my, or you know, like I got, you know, I got ill it's, it's more about their bidders. They'll bid and they just won't pay. That's true. That's and, and, true. They, and they don't, they won't even give you an excuse, yeah. right? They just yeah. don't pay. And then you've got to run an auction all over again. Yeah, absolutely. I've got, look, I've got, I don't want to be putting into specifics right now because God knows what's going on. But I, I had someone grabbed a popular soccer card on, on Thursday, knowing that because of the weekend and it's based on business days, they have told like that they have told Monday to pay me they've not paid me days are going by and in my head what that means is I think they're watching this player to see how they perform and if they don't perform well they, they're maybe not going to buy the card it's very insidious That's crazy. Um, and I and I'm stuck as the seller not being able to offer that to anyone else it was a buy it now best offer auction um, I yeah so I accepted the guy's offer I believe and uh, no one else gets a crack at that now until Monday. Uh, so yeah, eBay is a whole slew of things we could do. We could do a whole entire episode. <laughs> I want, I, I want to very quickly talk about, um, these big companies that were created during the boom during late 2019, 2020, some of them got going earlier because, yeah. you know, some of them were a little smarter. They, they, they smelled the blood in the water. Yeah. Some people, some people jumped in when, when the water was already a deep crimson red. That's when they jumped in, but there were some that started building their businesses, generally young guys, groups of young guys, uh, some of which that were already involved in sneakers and all sorts of other things, not hardcore hobbyists, not people that are full of love and respect. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And the bigger they got 30, 40, 50,000 followers, um, the worse the tactics got. And, uh, you know, it only got brought to light recently you know because there were some bots advertising isn't that the worst when you receive a dm from uh you know lisa sends you a dm and she's like hey i liked your page you should check out these guys because they're breakers and it's like hey that doesn't really make
0: sense but all right that's, um, a, that's a funny reference because like i got like not an ex but like i got uh so someone like, probably the last person i spoke to before my girlfriend her name was lisa so like that's Uh-oh. like an ongoing joke joke in my house
1: and then you Let's... see lisa and
0: you're like what yeah yeah, yeah. it's like oh <laughs> prison basketball no yeah thanks. No, you're no, like okay whoa Whew. we're
1: good right we're but, good uh, so people were <laughs> people were annoyed by these bots um yeah those are annoying but the deeper issue is that some of these companies running these bots are have been embroiled in all sorts of controversies um, all sorts of sketchy stuff. And they just, they continue to run things because of the sheer, um, you know, the, the, the sheer marketing impact that they have, the sheer money that, that they, that it, capital, the capital, the, 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 number of followers, look, it's, it's a thing in the human brain. You see 40,000
0: followers. You think legitimate. Trust. you like trust, you know, like right. there's, there's a certain element of trust with like, like a yeah. bunch of people following him. Right. Like, or, or her, you, you,
1: you suddenly think that they're legitimate and that's where you go to. Yeah. As I've gotten to know so many of my new friends on IG, they tell me stories about how they started in the hobby. A lot of them were hobbyists, but life, you know, life was happening Of course. and then they had no choice, but to come back because they were, they had nothing to do during the lockdown. And it was the most sensible thing to go back to the thing that made you happy so long ago, like yourself. Right. And for a lot of them, they wanted to get into breaking, and what you go, what you naturally gravitate towards is, of course, the big names. Um, I don't know why my brain doesn't work like that. I. I just immediately become suspicious. I
0: mean, I think you're just generally quite skeptical. Uh, like, it, just it, it in general, nothing wrong with that, you know? There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like, you just, you err on the side of caution in general, which is... Well, un- I unpleasant. mean, look, I'll, I'll be honest as the old man, um, although
1: people tell me I'm youthful, so it's not like I look so much different than these gentlemen that I see on these pages, <sighs> but I see these young whippersnappers, Brendan. yeah. I mean you you I would call you a whippersnapper if I didn't know you better. You're not That's a whippersnapper. True. But these young whippersnappers, uh, with uh, with their their uh, their hype and their drip and whatever else is going on, they're their Digimon, okay? They're 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 you know their, their house music i love house music by the way i was a 90s kid of course i, I
0: love it but um
1: you know it's the called main...
0: edm now okay that's right correct yes
1: <laughs> now they i just i i looked at these guys and what they were doing and their fancy graphic design and and all the basketball cards and the football cards and and, and you know i would just follow along and then i'd see them open a case and there's a missing box and they'd blow it off and i'm just like yeah th- this seems right this seems like something that is its own thing that I want nothing to do with, period, right? So, you know, I, I, I've, I've gone with breakers that are much smaller outfits that are very reliable. They prove their reliability. We've already talked about it a million times. I've given a million shout outs. But these big guys uh, and the sketchy things that they've done, it's, it's not surprising. And so I, I wanna share a story. Uh, we're not gonna get too specific here, but we are gonna mention that this comes from the files of a very well-known hobby personality, uh, who I believe was there was an interesting thing. Um, there's an interesting thing in social media these days where people want to get involved in debates. I think that's cool as hell. I'd love to debate someone. Me I just you, met yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you have to meet a counterpart, right? Like happens I, to me every day. <laughs> yeah, you, you, well, you're on the Tiki Talk. That's why it happens to you. But uh, if I found a, if I found the right counterpart in terms of certain opinions. I love that. That'd be awesome. It's not for everyone. Not not everyone wants to debate, but when I say a debate, I mean like a real debate. And I think, um, do do you remember again, I I have to kind of name names here, but you know, there's one young gentleman who's been featured in the news and has so many followers and his name rhymes with, uh, Pez P Pez. No, that's not ringing bells for you, Brendan, but nonetheless, he was, cool. he was challenged by someone to a debate. And of course he didn't show up. And that's typically how social media debates end up going. And it says a lot, but uh, you know, this is, this is a kid who claims, you know, I, I, I know the market. I, I, I know all about it. I'm a genius. That's why I've made all this money. In most cases, it's like mom and dad have a lot of money and you turn that money into cards and then you turn that into more money. Congratulations. Not, not super impressed with that, but, um nonetheless he 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 put it off like cards have brought me my wonderful lifestyle and my rolex watch and uh you know you come to find out you know so i this particular story was someone uh, that's uh very near and dear to us who when they first started out returning to the hobby and i've read the emails okay it's all there i'm not sitting here making False accusations. Yo, this is some
0: McCaffrey shit you're dropping on me right I'm now. I'm not
1: trying to stir the pot. I, I don't think anything's on that level, Brett. <laughs> but, but we're not. But just, just, just to cover our bases, um, this is all real. Yeah, yeah. The emails are real. So if anyone does want to come at anyone, no one's really going to come at us, anyways. It's not like we're the. Uh, we're not, it's not like we're the, the the biggest podcast on the face of the planet. Bee's knees, if, if you will. But if they ever were you know, it would just be really bad for them because then it would just all be out in the open. So I'm not sitting here putting the emails out in the open. I'm just reporting like like as if I were a reporter. Yeah. What happened here was there was a break at a peak moment in the hobby when things were just crazy, when LeBron cards were, Kobe cards were just out of this world astronomical. And that's what was driving people to these breaks. Prism, optic, mosaic. That was the, the order of the day. And, um, I don't judge anyone who got caught up in that there was, there was money to be made. It was exciting as a, as a returning collector, not only are you going to be hitting things that you find interesting on a personal level, but you're also going to be making money Yeah, because there's just so much of it happening. So there was a, an optic basketball break and, uh, long story short, uh, this, this person was waiting for their package. You know, that period of time where you wait for the cards that were pulled for you. When you enter into a break, it's a bit of a gamble, is it not, Brendan? There is a gambling element to this. Yeah. Right? Anytime you buy a box, by the way, there's a gambling element to it. We don't, we don't like to talk too much about it in the hobby. I notice, but there is a gigantic, there's a gambling element when you grade sometimes, uh, if you're not, if you're not doing it properly, there's a gambling element to when you sell at at an auction, you never know what it's going to finish at, but with, but with breaks in particular, you really run the risk of walking away with nothing literally nothing you could literally walk away with nothing or as we've seen you could hit the jackpot that's this that's the that's just another interesting layer in the
0: hobbies you can i just don't feel comfortable it. hitting the jackpot in someone else's hands though you know right like, right well that's because you're that's because
1: you're a human with a I brain just, you know?
0: i just i don't i think we all feel that way but
1: nonetheless we've seen it repeatedly it is a real thing you get a cool card pulled you get it in the mail, congratulations. In a lot of cases, by the way, some of our favorite breakers, they'll, they'll send something off to PSA right afterwards and you get the 10, that's awesome, right? Yeah. Like I've, I've submitted the two cards I've submitted that I received in breaks, literally two. I've been in a ton of breaks, I'll admit it. I've been in a lot of breaks, we all have. Um, I, I like breaking in general, by the way. I'm not negative and nasty against breakers. They, they serve a function. Not everyone can afford a box. Not everyone has access. Yeah. So there is an important function there. They must be a part of the hobby. I would never say get rid of them. Get rid of the, the horrible ones, please. But they are important. They're important. And uh, the two cards two cards that I bothered to send in uh, from my breaks, both came back PSA 10. So those are great, great experiences. So in this situation, this person is waiting patiently, sending polite emails to a person representing themselves as like a secretary for you know the company, God knows how many people are in this company or if this is even a secretary and not just the breaker, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And they're just like, Oh, please be patient, I'm working on it, I have to speak to this person. They're making it sound like they're like, they're making it sound like our old company, Brendan, where we had to send something to a manager and then a divisional and a regional, you know, and and that at that point, that's. BS. Like, you, you you're, not, you're not
0: You're not going to get through that anyway. You've
1: not created the structure of a multi-million billion dollar corporation. Nonetheless, um, he waits and waits patiently until the day comes when he's told, we lost the cards in the break. All the cards in that break, which has been saved in video by the people who participated in the break, are gone. And it includes a LeBron card that at the time probably five times what it's worth today but it was a peak moment and so imagine put yourself in the position you have entered that break you hit the card you did it which is so you know which is so difficult to begin with right the odds are stacked against you anytime you break. the odds are stacked against you anytime you buy a pack the odds yes. are stacked against you when you buy a box the odds are stacked against you just statistically they're, they're stacked against you You managed to beat the odds. You got this cool card and now you're being told we don't have the card. And then, and then to add a little bit of spice on top of that, you're being told that what you're being offered is your money back that you paid for the break. That's the compromise. That is the compromise written in an email. We feel really
0: bad about it. We'll give you back your money. Is that acceptable? That's how I feel when I I, I asked tops to replace my borderline, like irreplaceable card that came back with crazy factory damage on it. That's probably going to grade a six, by the way. And I emailed them and they're like, well, you know, we can send you something that's equivalent, but you won't get that card back. And it just, uh, it's not okay. You know, it's just really like, there's nothing that replaces that moment, that card. It goes back to what we talked about before. Like, Those cards are attached to feelings. They are attached to feelings and you can't just buy back
1: feelings. Right. And uh, that's a great way of putting it. And uh, tops, I'm just going to put it out there is not great when it comes to replacements. I have no experience with Panini upper deck usually is fantastic. I'm just going to put that out there in terms of replacements because you brought up a very specific struggle.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you were saying. Getting back, getting back to this
1: situation, that, we all know that that was not acceptable. And there was eventually an agreement on a fair market value. So I will tell you that yes, they did ultimately, God knows how much, how much longer, month later, they made up for it, but there's a very sinister undertone here. They did not lose those cards. I do not believe in a million years that they lost those cards.
0: How do you lose an entire break's worth of cards? Yeah. So
1: something happened to those cards. Something happened to them. Someone took advantage of the pricing of those cards. And I'll tell you the, 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 the happy ending of that story is it produced someone who went on to perform the function of that company, but better. Better, yeah. But better and yeah. more honestly. Yeah. And these are the stories and by the way a lot of people don't like sharing these stories because it can be embarrassing it can it can just be unpleasant and some people are just not list. there are some people that have the worst customer service experience they go home they sigh and they carry on and they there just and, and they'll go back and do the same shit you know and I'm like well, maybe, maybe maybe but, but I know, I know. The, on the other end of the spectrum there's people that will lose their their crap uh, I've been an, I've been that person because I can do that very easily. Yeah, don't say and, it. and they go in right, and then there's everything in between, right? You know me very well. Um, so the reality is, a lot of these stories will not be told, and the warnings will not be put out there. Um, and it's interesting because the bigger warnings, the ones that are the big events that happen that get posted on on big pages, they're there for a while we move on from them. We've talked about this enough times. Uh, There are players in this hobby that don't want to talk about that stuff because it's negative and any negativity can kind of potentially hurt the hobby. I've said my piece about that in the past, which is I believe we're strong enough as a community that we can tackle those issues, talk about them in the open. We should and discuss them. And like really put something out there against the people that are doing this garbage. Yeah. Because far too often they, they get away with it and they move on. But, what I would really implore people to do is just use your brain. If someone is out there flashing their Rolex left and right and, and, you know, talking about how, how much, uh, you know, how, how successful they are.
0: <laughs> what is that? Like a G-Shock? No, you know, I think it's, how, a, it's like a Timex or ever, yeah. Everlast. It's an Everlast. Right on, right on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, listen, I
1: like watches. It's just, you, know, <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like just kind of use your, there's a, there's a gut instinct. There really is. There's a gut instinct there. Um, and you really are putting a lot of trust in a breaker. Like you said, like, you know, I, I, do you, you know, the jackpot is tough enough as it is. Do you trust this person with the jackpot?
0: It's the same reason why I would never like pull money in at work for like uh, a universal win. Like I just don't trust that this thing is going to end up well, like, it's the same thing. Like I've seen, my family like wills are a mess. You know what I mean? Like I've seen other people's families wills. When you bring money into equations, yeah, you you there's an opportunity for bad people to do bad yeah. things. And yeah, like I, just, I said,
1: like I, I don't want to give anyone my you know non serial numbered cards to grade. I just yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Makes sense. They could be the sweetest person. I I just still am going to. You know,
0: like at the end of the day, if that person's holding his car, his card and your card and like, they look the same, like they're the same card, but like yours actually looks a little bit better. Like what's to stop him from swapping them, man. Like even good people do bad things if no one's watching, you know what I mean? There you go. There you go. That's, that's, that's just, and I say good, very in, in air quotes. Cause I mean, are you truly stupid. good if you can't do things while no one's watching? Right. I want to transition into, if you don't mind, one of my clients earlier today asked me, what are some tips for, now that things are opening up, now that things have opened up, what are some tips to prevent myself from overeating? The gentleman feels like he's been binge eating uh, because he's been going out a lot. And like, understandably so, like we've been cooped up for, you know, we talk about this all the time, how God knows how long. And uh, he's like, I just feel like I've, you know, not only put on a few pounds, but I just don't feel great. Um, yeah. So I want to leave the floor open to you. And then I could talk about it too. And we can go back and forth and hopefully provide some of our listeners who, you know, maybe in, uh, in similar situations, uh, how they can adjust to almost that stimuli, like having nothing, nothing available to everything's open, people want to hang out, maybe you're going to birthday parties, whatever the case may be, right?
1: Yeah. Well, isn't that that interesting that, you know, a lot of people would tell you, oh, the problem has been that, you know, in the lockdown, I've been stuck, you know, ordering Uber Eats and eating garbage. And that's something that was very typical that I was hearing about. But what you just said, it's so funny. I haven't heard it yet. But makes so much sense. Yeah, things finally open up. You want you, you you're going to be visiting the the. You know what's funny? A couple of my favorite restaurants in Toronto have closed during the lockdown. Yeah, so I know. I know I know I won't be overeating there, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah. but you're right. Yeah, there's going to be that excitement and heading out. Uh, I had uh, I had a few, I had a few. Now, if you know me, Brendan, I, I'm not much of a drinker. No, I, I, I had a few alcohol alcoholic beverages on a patio. I had a few alcohols. Alcohol. Did you? You had a few alcohols. I had a few. No way! You don't even like drinking, dude. I it was pro, and it was one of those things where the only reason it was happening was the excitement of being out there, of of having that freedom that was gone. Um. So, man, that is going to be something that I feel will strike people pretty hard. Now, it's really so dependent on what you got yourself used to. I know enough people that did a great job in the lockdown. and again, we, we, we have to preface, we're in a very unique situation. There are states out there that have been open for a while now. For sure. Um, we're in a unique situation. Where I still think there's time to transition because I think at this point, just particularly where we are, it's not even close to full capacity no. for a lot of these places and it's still outdoor. Yeah. Yeah. But that said, there's still going to be weekend opportunities. And what
0: happens when there's no more table limits and like you can actually like hang out with, I mean, you're going to get calls from your friends and maybe every day someone someone's going to want to hang out. Right. Like you have no idea what the situation has been for most people during this lockdown.
1: The people that are going to be most confident are the people who have put together a routine and, and good habits in the last little while. I'm currently trans, uh, in a, in a transition, tra- trans- transitory. Yeah. I, I would go with, tra- I, 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 I go trans- with transitory. Yeah. I yeah. in a transitory situation where I am trying to get out of the, I, I certainly got myself. Well, see, here's the thing. We, we lost our routines. Yeah. My entire routine of nutrition was based around my work with barbells. The barbells disappeared. And then that, the, 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 the routine disappeared. And I latched onto something far easier and much more destructive. And, um, and I've been very open about that with you, you know, and, and myself. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm in that transition phase where I am doing more cooking and trying to get away from, and, and it can be extremely difficult. Sugar is addicting Yeah. when you start to take it away. And I've noticed this the last few days for myself. So I'm putting that out there for people. I feel your pain. And I would never say, so many influencers are out there. Do this, do that. What about the difficulty in doing it? Yeah. I started feeling literal physical reactions on the days that I did a good job avoiding sugar. When you try to get off that cold turkey, man, it's like getting off cigarettes. Cold. Your, your body is like, what is the deal? Yeah. And you literally feel that. So, and the other thing is calories. So I got myself used to so many empty calories that yeah, when yeah. I started eating what I thought was the same amount on a plate, of, of, you could have the same amount of the garbage on a plate as the stuff I was cooking and I'd eat it. And I was hungry still because I was missing all those. I, I, I ate nutritious stuff. Yeah. but I didn't have those extra calories. Yeah. So it would be very easy for me to then grab a chocolate bar to make it up, but you have to strategize. So there has to be, you, you cannot expect that you can just jump from one thing that you were used to, to the other. So if this gentleman you're speaking of had a really bad time in lockdown he probably will have a bad time when things open up. If he doesn't allow himself a bit of a transition period, he's going to have to be uh, picky in terms of, you know, the, the invitations he's getting and where he's going and try to transition. Like I said, that's what I'm doing. I'm cooking more at home. I'm reducing the sugar and um, uh, you know, additive content Yeah. so that I can then kind of transition out and get and and my normal is not going to be eating out because that wasn't my normal to begin with yeah that was a lot of people's normal previously yeah normal will be a nice healthy combination of all these things and uh, that's why there has to be a transition period i'd be in big trouble if we opened up wide tomorrow and i went from what i've been doing for the last little bit because it would just be bad so I am taking advantage of the fact. So if we are talking about this specific part of Canada, I know you have clients potentially all over the world, but yeah. if this client is in Canada, he's in Canada, he's in Canada. There's, yeah. there's still a few weeks, it seems like, or maybe even a month, where we can intelligently transition. Never say to yourself, I'm waking up today and everything's gonna be different. Yep. Say I'm waking up today and there's gonna be less of this, more of this. Yep. What would you add to that?
0: Yeah. So, um, I think that's unreal. Like I, I, I like that you brought up, you know, it's, it's dependent on whoever and whatever their situation is. His situation is, uh, he actually just got into fitness during the lockdown. So before he was used to eating out all the time and then got into like cooking and eating well and all that stuff during lockdown. And now he's like kind of, okay. He's like, I, I want to continue that, the, the, the healthy habits, but like also my friends are kind of pulling me here. So yeah. some of the things I suggested um, are like, if you're going out in the evening and you want to go out for drinks and let's say you've, you know, you've decided you don't want to eat out or, you know, it, like it really depends on what his, his shortcoming was. He was saying that he didn't want to eat out as much. Like, he was specific that he's like, I'm eating out a lot. Like, right. and I'm like, okay, well, how about like, if, if the eating out part is something you actually want to reduce, how about you just eat before you meet your friends? Like, and, That's and right. like, maybe you could be that guy, but like, I would rather you, and I'm sure you would rather you just eat like a plate of fries than like have a whole meal out. You know what I mean? Cause calorically, like that the difference between eating food at home and eating food out is is substantial. Right. And this way you can still kind of like enjoy a beer, enjoy two beers. I mean, get drunk if you really want to. Right. Like, but if, if the issue you're finding is that like eating, you're eating out and eating things that you don't want to be eating, but you feel pressure to do so try to eat before. So you really can't, you could just literally be like, Hey, sorry, like I ate before, but like I'll definitely eat like snacks or like, you know, order like a smaller portion. Um, another thing I suggested was to load up on water while he was out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm not saying like just drink water, but I'm just saying if you continually drink water throughout the night, number one, you won't feel like blackout drunk and you won't feel miserable the next day. So you're, you're welcome for that. Um, number two, I mean, water takes up space in our stomachs, right? So if we want to reduce our caloric intake, I'm not saying just drink water all day, but it is definitely a way to help curb an appetite your body actually brain or your brain actually sends out similar signals to your stomach when it's hungry and thirsty. And it's kind of up to us to decide what, what it is. Right. And I find that if you start with water and you like maybe drink a glass of water, you know, drink 250 milliliters of water, 300 milliliters of water, whatever the case may be. And you still feel hungry 10 minutes later, then you're actually hungry and not just thirsty. Right. So those are some suggestions I gave him. And another thing I told him was just like, don't be too hard on yourself. I told them that that, like much like what you said, there is going to be a transition period and there's no, there's not going to be any perfect way to navigate this. Like, I mean, we we went from no stimulus to all stimuli, you know, so be a little bit kinder to yourself. Um, And uh, as long as you're aware of what's happening, you can't really fall down into like a rabbit hole. You know what I mean? If you, if you stay aware and you, constantly think about how you feel afterwards or how you feel during you will make those minor adjustments as you go you know you just have to you need to know that and if he started working out with you during
1: the lockdown he's got to remind himself so i'm assuming that's that's been a good decent period of time so yeah yeah it's uh, it's It's probably about
0: six months so
1: first of all pat himself on the back yeah he gets and remember that if he's going to continue as well if you're if you're working out you get into a different mindset than a lot of other people which is is what i'm doing right now complementary or damaging to to my goals and what i'm doing right because i have put in the effort i've put in an investment of money an investment of time to be doing this for my body is the stuff i'm doing right now in front of me you know complementary to what what i'm doing or or is it going to set me back yeah. and uh, and then uh, the, the the one the one other thing I wanted to mention, unfortunately, with the fact that you know it just the way North American society is these days, we all individually have to kind of evaluate our relationship with alcohol, because you're look. The bottom line is you're you're going to make bad decisions. Yeah. The, the more alcohol you take in, you know, everything ranging from, you know, what we eat
0: to, to what we say, what we say, what we do, you know, pissing on what is going on
1: when you wake up the next morning and potentially who you're waking up
0: with. So, you know, that, that's an
1: important thing that we can all take stock of before we get out there is, you know, what is my relationship with alcohol? What, what, what do I have to be careful about? And do I, you know, and, 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 and reminding ourselves I'm, there's much more chance of making a poor decision when you get to a certain point. Agreed. And if you don't get, to yeah, that. yeah,
0: and knowing what that threshold is, I think it's an awesome point. Yeah,
1: yeah, unreal.
0: All right, man, team. I hope you enjoyed the tales from the hobby, the unknown t- tales of the hobby. I'm gonna come up with something cool. Don't you worry. But uh, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. And uh, you know, keep on, keep it on, keep smashing it. Don't don't let anyone tell you that what you're doing isn't isn't right. Buy what you love. Buy what you love. And Take buy what's buy what you're gonna make money
1: on. Coach go Co out.